Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely wonderful day today. Hope you're having a blessed day, as always, and continuing to get the truth out there. Dad, Dad's getting hooked up right now, so he'll be hooked up here in the next couple minutes. He's rebooting some stuff. So, again, thank you for the continued support of Health Masters. If you guys need anything at all, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, HGH Stimulate on sale, Ultimate Multiple on sale, lots of different specials I always try to throw out there for you guys, so be sure to check them out on the website. And I saw something that was interesting today, as now the narrative is pretty much in line with what they want it to be with this Buffalo shooting, as sad as it is. And again, my condolences to the family of people that were involved in this. This whole thing has been getting weirder and weirder and weirder. I, somebody sent me an article yesterday. It was actually a screenshot. And on Saturday, when AP basically covered it on Saturday afternoon, um, they covered it like right after it happened, and again, it was the same thing, how they suddenly know like all the facts and all the information about this shooting right after it happened, when in most cases, nobody even knows anything that happened except for law enforcement, and then even at that, they have to do days of investigation. What's interesting about it, Saturday evening, not that long, right after the shooting, a full Wikipedia page was already put up calling it the 2022 Buffalo shooting. I kid you not, and I actually clicked on it, and it sure as heck, it was up there yesterday. Now, the screenshot shows that it was up Saturday. I wasn't on the computer Saturday, so I couldn't verify that, but that's what the screenshot showed. But nonetheless, it was already up on yesterday and goes through all the 54 different references from news articles. It goes into detail about the, all the stuff that happened and what led up to it and afterwards. And what's interesting about it is, and this is the same thing that Dad brought up yesterday, and I had one of my buddies who's in the sheriff's department tell me this, and he said, this is what's very odd when you deal with active shooters. And he said, in most cases, these guys either shoot themselves or it's basically suicide by officer. He said, what didn't make any sense about this is essentially after this kid got done on the shooting rampage, law enforcement responded, and the kid apparently put the rifle up to his head, and the police talked him down and talked him into dropping his rifle and giving up. Now, you got to think about this for a second. The alleged story is that he ran in there. The video footage shows him shooting numerous people, and then allegedly a security guard engages him, and they claim on Wikipedia that his excessive body armor prevented him from being injured and he basically killed the security guard so this kid's in 3a kevlar helmet full plate carriers mags loaded out to bear full kit ready to go and so suddenly you know i mean you get hit with body armor i've talked to guys that have gotten hit before especially over in the sandbox and they're wearing armor you still feel it now a lot of times it's going to absorb a huge portion of it but i mean it's, it's going to wake you up you're going to know you got shot but you're not going to have any penetration you just ran through and murdered all these people. I mean, it's horrific. And suddenly law enforcement shows up and you turn into a big giant pussycat and you decide you're going to drop your firearm and surrender all of a sudden. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You're going to be on more adrenaline you've ever experienced in your entire life. You just got done murdering people. You just got done with a gunfight with a security guard and you engaged him with deadly force. But suddenly law enforcement shows up and... You're a strong, strong racist, as they tried to put it out there, and suddenly you're not going to go and try to shoot any of the law enforcement officers just because, you know, oh, you're going to give up now? 
I don't buy it, not one bit. And what's interesting about this, and I don't know how this works in New York. I'm just going to put this out there. I know in the state of Florida, if you get arrested, say, on a Friday evening or a Saturday, you have to wait till the judge come back on Monday and you get arraigned on Monday. This was really strange when I pulled this up, and this is what they stated on Wikipedia. He got arrested. They basically got him and arrested him at like 3.30 on Saturday afternoon. Suddenly, he was arraigned the same day in Buffalo City Court, was represented by a public defender, and entered a non-guilty plea for first-degree murder. And now he's got a hearing set for basically tomorrow, I think, in front of a grand jury. Excuse me, uh, Thursday. I've never seen anybody get arrested, no anybody that's ever got arrested on a Saturday evening and is automatically gets arraigned, has a public defender, and basically puts in a non-guilty plea within an hour and a half of being arrested on a Saturday evening when the courts are closed. That's I've never seen that before. I've never seen it. I, granted, New York may be completely different, so I may be off kilt on that one. But I know in the state of Florida, you go to jail on Friday afternoon, evening, you go to jail on Saturday, you're not seeing a judge until Monday. You go in a hold-up and you go in lock-up. That's what happens. So I don't know how in the world they manage to do all of this on a Saturday evening when the courts are closed in New York and suddenly get a plea, you know, a first-degree murder charge on him with basically a non-guilty plea, and now suddenly they got a grand jury already scheduled for Thursday. Don't know how that happens that fast. Just going to throw that out there. But I want to kind of bring a couple of those things up there now is more and more things don't make any sense about what they're telling you. And I just wanted to throw the questions out there because I wasn't there. I don't know anybody that was there. But I know what I'm hearing isn't adding up to actual facts that normally occur in most instances. So I just want to kind of bring those to light. I hear you with us, Dad. How are you doing this morning? Uh, also doing great. But that whole thing up there, it breaks. I mean, it, it just it just stinks. And it's just, you know, I mean, I don't even know if this guy was the actual shooter. I don't know. That that body cam video that we talked about yesterday, that looks like it was completely and totally staged. Uh, like you said yesterday, the guy basically has never had any military training, and every shot's a headshot, kill shot. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. It was like watching, you know, Call of Duty or something. It was, it was strange. If you watch that movie that we talked about a few months ago, Wag the Dog, they can pretty much take, you know, CG and they can do anything they want with computer graphics and they can make it look like anything. And it seems strange to me that suddenly his his head, his body cam, you know, is turned off when he starts shooting people inside of the store, like with the security guard. I didn't see any of that. And it was just all very odd to me that the whole thing is so orchestrated. And like you said, that Wikipedia has it posted like within 30 minutes of the, you know, about the shooting. I mean, how in the heck did they get the data? What that reminds me of is that movie Shooter. You know, with Mark Wahlberg and the FBI agent is inside and he said, look, you know, they had all of this data to us with all of these, you know, all this technical data, and all these technical information sheets, you know, like within 15 to 20 minutes after the shooting. And they already had it sent to us, you know, with agency, you know, whatever, you know, working together. I mean, how did they get all that so quick? And see, that's the problem that you have with all of this stuff. You have to start asking yourself questions. Why was Wikipedia notified so quick? I mean, who's who's Wikipedia? I mean, why, why are they so important that it has to go up? Or was that part of the, how should I say, propaganda they're going to be pushing out about all of this stuff? All of it's so, so very weird. And, and then we start to realize that, you know, what's happening, you know, from a half in the United States is that we're having a massive reduction as far as money that people are spending right now because of the amount of gas prices have gone up. And, you know, this is a record high gas prices are now slashing the U.S. spending by $9 billion a month. 
Now, you think about that for a second. Paying to the gas pump may be forcing Americans to cut spending elsewhere. The report shared first with CNN, J.P. Morgan, of course, this is a Rothschild, Kabbalist, Luciferian group, analyzed Chase card spending, another Rothschild, Luciferian, you know, card. Data estimated that 20% gas spike in prices seen since the Ukraine war began is lowering non-gas consumption by about $9.6 billion a month. Despite the buffer of excess savings, elevated gas prices nevertheless appear to be weighing on real consumption, J.P. Morgan, U.S. economist Pete McCrody wrote on the report. The bank found that the impact of high gas prices on consumer spending tax takes time to accumulate, with that drag not clearly evident until two to three months following the gas bite. I've got a friend of mine who's got a restaurant over in Winter Haven, and his restaurant was doing really, really well until the gas prices went up. And now the, now the sales are way, way, way down. My daughter is a waitress at the restaurant, and she used to make really, really good money in tips, and suddenly her tips have dropped way off, and the restaurants have dropped way off to the point now where she doesn't even like going in and working lunch anymore because she drives all the way over there, works for four or five hours, and makes like $30 in tips. And it, all that changed. This is, this is Ukrainian war started. So we have to ask ourselves a question. When will that trickle down to the rest of the economy? Well, I think it already has. You know, when I go fill up my, you know, my F, my two fit, my, my, my Chevy right now, my 2500, you know, it's a, you know, it's got a 35, 36 gallon tank in it. You know, I'm spending, you know, close to $200 for a tank of fuel. I mean, that's insane. And you think back and you go, wow, why would they do that? Well, again, it's to shut down the economic world engine. Now, what will also happen, remember, State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard own Chevron and Mobil and all the major oil companies. They own the majority of stock in them, and they're going to have record profits again. Watch. I guarantee you they will have record billions of dollars in profits again this quarter since they've jacked the gas prices up. Because, quite frankly, they always jack the gas prices way past what it costs to produce the fuel and the the amount of fuel that's available. And this thing with the shortage on diesel fuel, I don't believe that for one second. I don't. I believe it was intentionally shorted when they decided to do this, when they basically told Volkswagen they're going to have to pay $20 billion in fines. And Volkswagen stopped making diesels, Mercedes stopped making diesels, Audi stopped making diesels. And diesels were the primary vehicle that was being used in Europe because some of these cars were getting 60, 70, 80 miles per gallon. And there was no way that an EV vehicle was going to take the place of these vehicles. And now we see all of these people basically that are basically you know, with their children who basically don't have don't have the money to feed their kids anymore. And all of a sudden you find out you find out that half of the infants in the United States are on WIC? Wait a minute. Half of the babies in the United States are on WIC, which means they're being given food subsidies to feed these children, which are almost always formula substances, sub sub subsidies. You know, this is people don't realize that one shocking fact that has come to light as the nation wrestles with baby formula shortage is that half of U.S. infants received WIC, federal food assistant. According to the USDA website, the special supplemental nutrition program for women, infants, and children provides federal grants to states for supplemental foods, health care referrals, and nutrition education for low-income and pregnant, breastfeeding, and non-breastfeeding postpartum women and to infants and children up to the age of five who were found to be at nutritional risk. WIC serves 53%, this is unbelievable, of all infants born in the United States, the USDA proudly tells us. That's one in two American babies are deemed eligible for public assistance in an incredibly distressing third world level of economic failure. What in the world is going on? For starters, now listen to this. The disastrous 40% of babies in the United States are now born out of wedlock. They have no daddies. In addition, around 39% of marriages end up in divorce. This makes for a lot of 
single-parent households, one of the strongest predictors there is for financial struggles. He goes on to say, we all celebrate the courage of the ever more moms who choose life for their unplanned children. Maybe we can do more to celebrate the traditional virtues, such as encouraging young people to have greater self-respect and restraint. There is already plenty of material about urgent flight against the sexualization of children. So we need to be aware of all of that. But remember, the WIC program aims to safeguard the health of low-income women, infant, and children up to the age of five who are at nutritional risk. The USDA explains by providing nutritious food, by the way, formula is not nutritious food, to supplement diets, information on healthy eating, and referrals to health care. Now, here's the thing we've got to realize. Let's stop for one second. We've got a problem in the United States, and it basically uh, it started with Lyndon Johnson, the Great Society Program. It really did, and it has destroyed the lower caste class families in the United States, and it doesn't matter what race you are, black, white. Hispanic. It's destroyed the marriages. It's, 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 it's taken these women out of wedlock. It's given them money to have children, basically without having any, uh, if they're not married. Uh, we have a friend of ours, uh, a really nice nice family. She got married. She, she basically got, she started dating this guy. She got pregnant. She chose to have the baby, which is the right choice, but she wasn't married. So she was getting thousands and thousands of dollars in aid every single month in housing subsidies, food subsidies, all these subsidies that were coming to her. Well, she ended up marrying the guy who she had the baby with, and they were together for a while before they got married, and they had a couple more kids. And finally she realized that she needed to get married because she was raised in a Christian household. Well, she told Austin, and Austin give you more details if you wish to share this, that once she got married, all of those subsidies were going to go away, all of them, and they did. She got married, but luckily her husband earns good income, so it didn't make any difference as far as their lifestyle was concerned or about their, having to be able to feed their children. But guys, when they pay people, regardless of the ethnicity, when they pay people, whether they're black or Hispanic or Chinese or white, or it doesn't make any difference. When they pay people to have children and they get more and more and more government subsidies, it encourages out-of-wedlock children. Now we see that so many of these kids, over half, can't get the formula they need, or there are shortages of formula. And the Biden administration is continuing to send pallets and truckloads of formula to the border. But why are they doing that? Why are they sending all of that formula to the border? Well, a lot of these babies and a lot of these children at the border are being trafficked. Just thought I'd mention that. I mean, so it's hard to even imagine this is happening in the United States of America, but they're being trafficked. So they have to have formula to make sure they stay alive because if they're separated from their mothers and they're no longer breastfeeding, they've got to be fed something. Now, that's one of the reasons. Secondly, you know, Biden really doesn't care about you or me. He doesn't care about black patriots or white patriots or Hispanic patriots. He doesn't care about any of that. He cares only about what they tell him to read on the teleprompter because, quite frankly, Biden's mental acuity is so low, he, I don't personally believe, even knows he's president. You think, well, come on, Ted, are you kidding you? Well, no, I'm not kidding you. I mean, he got so mad a few months ago when Biden and he and, you know, Obama, the old vomit, was there with his guy wife, and they basically were getting all the attention that Obama didn't, you know, Biden didn't get any attention. He was fussing about it. I think he's in a, he's in one of the, he's in that strange place between senile dementia and reality that you really don't know what's going on. He just reads the teleprompter, told what to do, and when they have to get him so he can actually answer a question, they can come up on some type of methamphetamine compound, apparently, and they can actually get him to say things. But then they got to be careful. He wants to sniff the little girls and sniff the little boys and do all kinds of weird pedophilia stuff. Notice they don't really have children around him anymore. Have you noticed that? 
on news conferences, they don't allow him to be around little children because he can't control himself. And so this guy is not in charge of the United States. Just thought I'd mention that. Well, if Biden is not in charge, does that mean Trump was in charge? Absolutely not. Trump wasn't in charge either. He's the one who put Fauci in charge to run the whole thing with the CDC, this the emergency use authorization thing they put together. See, this is the problem that we have in the United States. The government of why for the people and we the people isn't functional because they're basically it's being run by these special interest groups that are controlled by the international banking cartels who control the international investment houses of BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, who are also the Bloodline families, the Committee of Three Hundred, the Bohemian Grove group of weirdos that are running around, the Bilderberger group. <laughs> this is the group. This satanic Kabbalist Luciferian sect is running the planet. Don't you remember at Bohemian Grove, they bring in both male and female prostitutes to service the men? Oh, yeah. Don't you know they, don't you remember they have their cremation of care ceremony when they supposedly burn a human being in effigy? Supposedly a dummy, but how do we know it's a dummy and they're not, it's not a gagged human being in front of the great owl? I mean, all of this stuff is the group that runs the planet through witchcraft and through sorcery. And once we understand that, we see it. They're the ones that pushed the Frankfurt School and cultural Marxism and critical race theory on all of us in order to destroy the nuclear family and to destroy the white and destroy the white generation of people in this planet on, on the, in the United States. I mean, I mean, it's, it's absolutely horrible what's happening to these people that are doing this. I mean, I'm look right now. We got 39 of America's top 50 medical schools, including Harvard. 39 of the top 50 medical schools in the United States basically are basically doing mandatory critical race theory training in their curriculums. Now, I've told you for years that the medical schools in the United States were completely Kabbalist run, the big ones, the really expensive ones, and they are. And we have to understand what they do. They basically come in and they do whatever they need to do to basically put the people they want in to the medical school programs. We've talked about you know what they've done with – you know, affirmative action and all the things that they're so wrong to so many different people, so different, so many, you know, because it just, it, it, and I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this again so I can get this, to make sure this is clear. If, let's say, a, a white person has a 4.0 GPA and has a good score in an LSAT or, or the, 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 uh, the MedCAT, Medical College Admission Test, and a white person, you know, is basically being picked, and you have a black person who's the same level as the white person or a Hispanic person or whatever, and then at that point, if you have critical race theory, my suggestion is to pick the black person or the Hispanic person and not the white person if they basically all test out the same and have the same essays, et cetera. I really believe that. I have no problem with that whatsoever because I believe everybody should have a fair shot. I really do. I don't think it should be some white board that's going to pick all white people. I don't think it should do that. But when you get people that come in that because of critical race theory, one person has a 4.0 GPA and another person has a 2.5 GPA, and they picked a 2.5 GPA because of – you know, affirmative action. That's just wrong. There's no, there's no, there's no reason to have done that. There's no reason to do that. That's not necessary anymore. This is 1970 anymore, and we don't have to have affirmative action anymore. And I don't think it's fair to the, to the black people or the Hispanic people or any other people, even white people. And I think it's fair to anybody to pick people based upon race, regardless of their grade point averages and because of their test scores. I think it's nonsense. It also be a combined factor of all of it. But that's probably one of the biggest problems that we have in these schools. And now we see that at least 39 out of 50 America's most prestigious medical schools, including USC, USC and Brown and Harvard, are exposed to having mandatory critical race theory in their curriculums. I mean, this is absolutely nuts that we see this is happening. And, and you stop and you look at it and you go, well, why are they doing this? Because this is all based on 
on on the on the Frankfurt School telling us all that there's a big huge differences in all races and that the entire country needs to be turned into a communist hellhole. That's what this is to ensure proper, how should I say, selection in all these different schools and proper training in all of these schools through cultural Marxism, which is based out of the Kabbalah and Luciferianism, which goes right back to critical race theory. It's all about Satanism. And so now we're being taught critical race theory that, that basically white people are responsible for everything bad that ever happened to anybody on the planet, pretty much. And, and now they're, they're telling them that this in medical school, and they're being taught this and indoctrinated. Well, I hope and pray by the time these kids get to medical school, which is four, you know, they have their bachelor's degrees four years, and now they're 22, 23 years old, that there's some type of concrete rational thought, and they have the ability to differentiate the truth from the lie. That's what I hope. But I'm not seeing it. Look at all these doctors, guys that have given these kill shots to people, knowing darn good and well that they see all of these people coming back with myocarditis and pericarditis, so many of them, not all of them, so many of them coming back with all kinds of diseases and cardiovascular system symptoms. And now we're seeing that all of these manufacturers who produced all of these kill shots, they knew darn good and well to start with how bad they were. But the doctors never even ask any questions. This reminds me of the same thing that I've talked about and i fussed about so many times in this show. Many years ago, 20 years ago, I wrote the book, Maximum Solutions to ADD, Autism, and Learning Disabilities in Children. And I took the smoking gun right back to size Marisol and to aluminum and all the chemical compounds and the adjuvants and the shots, which were causing all of these problems with these kids. Majority of the problems didn't make any difference. The doctors would bring these children in, the pediatricians, and they would watch their lights go out. One after another, after another, after they injected them. But because they were getting all that money from Blue Cross and Blue Shield and subsidies, they kept killing these kids. Well, you can't say killing them, but they kept causing autism in them. Some of them did die. You know, they had brain swelling, etc. But they started creating all this autism problem, and they never stopped. And this really makes me angry. They never stopped to ask a simple question. Hey, am I doing this? Hey, are these shots doing this? Hey, why is this happening? Why are the people who don't get injections? Why do they have no autism? Why is this happening? Why do the Amish have no autism? They don't do shots. Why is this? Okay, They don't ask that question because they're more concerned about following the AMA protocol. They're more concerned about making sure they get their subsidies from their insurance carriers, and they're more concerned about you know, you know, know, making their money to pay their five ex-wives car payments and house payments and child support payments. I'm telling you guys. That's the problem we have here. And then we have these people getting brainwashed in schools now with critical race theory. Where's it going to stop? Where is it going to stop? And, and honestly, unless the pulpits kick back in and engage, and unless we have more people coming in and doing what they're supposed to do based on the word of God, it's not going to stop. We're on this slippery slope into the abyss of hell right now, and the population of our country is gleefully sliding down this slippery slope like they're on a slip and slide playing in the backyard and they're eight years old again never realizing what happens at the very bottom of the slip and slide this is a problem we've got to continue to wake people up what a mess austin what do you think what's your next story well you're exactly right and that's what they've continued to do over the years is continue to lie to people i saw something now and i'm still trying to verify it 100 percent. but apparently elon musk has verified it and this is something that is interesting you talked brought up yesterday the fact that he has now put the purchase of Twitter on sale. Now, I've told you guys before, I think Elon Musk and the Billionaire Boys Club, but I also think there is a part of him that's also very awake and knows what's going on, and I think there's also a part of him that doesn't really care because he's so wealthy, he kind of goes on with it. But then there's also this other part of him that wants to expose stuff and kind of play games back and forth. 
And I don't know. I don't personally know him. You can tell in a lot of stuff he does, he's very, very educated as far as smart, the way his brain works. Now, whether or not he actually is for the people, nah, I don't know about that. But I think a lot of times, too, though, the way his brain works is he likes to un uncover things, so to speak. And they've put the whole Twitter deal on hold now. And apparently what they're saying now is that up to 90% of Twitter's daily active users, 90%, this is what he is claiming, are basically spammers that are going on there that are basically posting whatever they're told to get posted. Because remember, every single post, every single user has some type of IP address tracking. All this stuff's monitored. And what they're saying is now that this apparently is showing that this has been a giant psychop tool with Twitter to control the narrative and produce basically fake news in the direction that they wanted. Now, whether or not this is all true, I don't know. This is what he's claiming on here. But to, quite frankly, from what I've seen in the past, this would not surprise me at all. What's interesting about this now is he went on to say here, he said, any sensible random sampling process is fine if many people get independently get similar results for percent of fake spam duplicate troll accounts that would be telling i picked a hundred as the sample size number because that is what twitter uses to calculate less than five percent duplicate twitter legal just called to complain that i violated their nda by revealing the bot check sample size is a hundred this actually happened what this is meaning here is is that there is a enormous amount of spam on twitter of accounts that are basically designed to say Whatever they're told to say, they're controlled spot, con controlled bot, controlled spammer accounts. Now, if this actually is accurate and this has come out, this again is going to prove one more thing. Not that we didn't already know, but it will prove it that the social media platforms are pretty much run and operated by the CIA, which I've already told you guys that for a decade. But again, it's going to show it even more now, and hopefully the mainstream media will understand it even further. This is why DARPA now has come out, I saw this earlier now, the DARPA-funded research is now looking at working with the Disinformation Governance Board, the AKA Ministry of Truth, and is looking to automate its understanding of how information flows from fringe to mainstream platforms with a new AI research opportunity. The DARPA Defense Agency issued an AI research opportunity for modeling influence pathways, which, and I quote, seeks to connect information flows into pathways used to disseminate and amplify mis-, dis-, and mis- and manipulated information. Rather than attempting to come up with analytics for detecting misinformation, allegedly, MIP is focused on modeling the pathways that the information flows through, meaning this information pathway would include blogs, videos, media, social media, memes, human subjects, etc., all across the board. According to DARPA, the discovery of pathways and patterns will move our understanding of information operations from today's current focus on individual users to a higher level, structural, and temporal understanding of how these operations unfold. What they're saying there in a nutshell, just to kind of give you a synopsis on this, DARPA wants to create an AI platform that is essentially going to model how the disinformation flows, which they call disinformation, which you have to remember, every time they use a term like disinformation or misinformation, you have to flip it and make it do a 180. How truth flows from platform to platform they want to model how it happens so they can actively break it and block it from the very beginning. So they want to create an AI that is going to automatically look at something before it's posted or before it goes out and say, 
we automatically deem that this is misinformation because, well, our AI detected it, and we're automatically going to block it and its users in any of their accounts in any contacts they have before it even goes out. This is going to be the disinformation ministry of truth on steroids on another level that you never even thought possible in 1984, George Orwell's book. This is going to go in and essentially censor and block anybody that does not parrot and basically say exactly what the mainstream media is wanting to do. Remember, DARPA is an advanced research AI technology company. They got out-of-this-world technology, and I mean that literally. The amount of money that funnels into DARPA is insane on the research that they use. DARPA is usually, in most cases, about 10 to 15 years in front of whatever they show you they're actually working on at this point in time, which means they're already working on these models for a very long time, and they've already been getting them into place because they knew they were going to have to have some way to completely and totally block anybody from getting the truth out there. This would basically mean if DARPA got a hold of this disinformation board and they actually put this AI in place, they could go in and they could immediately block this channel right here, basically Global Star. They could come in and block it and say, okay, this is going to be fully blocked, banned, censored, and removed from any type of platform or any type of ability to hear it. They're just going to stop it right from the very beginning and say – Ted Austin Brower Show puts out disinformation because they've brought up topics that we don't agree with and they don't go along with the narrative, and so we're just going to block it. We're going to put a giant firewall in front of anything from ever going out. That's what they're talking about doing with this, which is not only terrifying from a free speech standpoint, the very fact that DARPA and the misinformation or the disinformation governance board are actually talking about coming together, that right there should give everybody a very, very clear indication of what these people are trying to do and why it is so important. I continue to say this over and over again. You constantly get the truth out there. Blow the algorithms in the air. Constantly get the truth out there to all the people you know and constantly keep promoting it, resending it, reposting it, getting it out there. It doesn't even matter what platform it's on. Continue to send it out there as much as you can because this continually shows them that the people are not going to go quietly into the night and that this free speech that we value is something that we value very strong and we're going to protect it by any means necessary. This is why they're going after what they've done now in the social media platforms, and they continue to try to keep banning people. Also, too, I wanted to bring this up. That a lot of people keep asking me about this. I'm going to reiterate this again. I'm going to kind of go into a little bit more detail into it. I talked about it a little ways back, but I'm going to go into more detail. This WHO pandemic treaty, this is why I've encouraged everybody to be writing your local Congress from your states and basically making a big, giant upheaval about this. This is one of these topics that has gotten zero coverage pretty much on any mainstream media topic at all. The WHO pandemic treaty is basically the World World Health Organization drafted a global pandemic treaty on pandemic preparedness that would grant itself absolute power over global biosecurity, such as power to implement digital identities, vaccine passports, mandatory vaccines, travel restrictions, standardized medical care, everything. If it signed into this, it would pretty much give the World Health Organization carte blanche control of the entire world under any circumstance they deem, under any pandemic that they claim is happening. One thing about this is they're voting on it May 22nd to 28th at the International Health Regulations. That's why it's very important that we do not encourage at all. We actually demand that Congress do not sign the United States into this. Congress is technically not allowed to legally do this. 
They cannot go in and hand over our sovereignty to an outside international agency that is not voted on by the American people. We hand the keys to Congress. We vote for congressional leaders. They vote by basically for the people, by the people, for the people. They are not voting by the people for the people. They are voting now on this to essentially hand over our health sovereignty to an outside agency that absolutely is a complete and total fraud. I mean, during COVID, you saw what they did. I mean, who was a total joke? They wildly exaggerated the COVID pandemic in effort to cement a biosecurity in place that potentially deadly to vulnerable groups COVID-19 was simply isn't a valid justification for handing over more power to the WHO, especially in light of their massive mistakes in the previous pandemic. All member nations would be subject to the WHO's dictate. If the WHO said every person on the planet needed to have a vaccine passport and digital identity because of a new pandemic, then every country would be forced to implement it. These negotiations are already well underway, and the treaty is expected to be fully implemented by 2024. That's if the people of the world don't wake up and realize what is happening. Under the guise of the global pandemic, the WHO and the World Economic Forum and all of its installed leaders and private businesses were able to roll out a plan that had already been decades in the making, and the pandemic was the perfect cover. That's all it was. In the name of keeping everybody safe, the banking boys justified unprecedented attacks on democracy, civil liberty, and personal freedoms, including your right to choose your own medical treatment. The WHO Director General Tedros on Glenbrus, I'm butchering his whole name, don't really care, had previously stated that his central priority as general director of the WHO is to push the world towards universal health coverage. The WHO is essentially gearing up to make the pandemic leadership permanent and extend to all healthcare systems of every nation, giving out a so-called socialist-like healthcare system. To give you an idea of how the, hot, the WHO might end up misusing this new proposed instrument on pandemic prevention – you go on and look at the IHR. Now, this was what was signed back in 2005 under George W. Bush. This is the International Health Regulations. The IHR is what originally empowered the WHO to become a public health emergency international concern. So they can come in now. The WHO could come in and say this is a public health emergency of international concern due to the 2005 treaty. This is the special legal category that allowed the WHO to initiate contracts and procedures with drugs and vaccines and also during COVID. This public health emergency of international concern was also included in the H1N1 phony swine flu in 2009. The Zika outbreak in 2019 that was inconsequential, the massive overhyped Ebola outbreak in 2019, and the massively exaggerated COVID of 2020. This has already been done multiple times now. However, this is taking it a step further, and this is going in and basically allowing the WHO to become the giant world dictator of health. So that essentially the 194 member countries that are in this they will essentially have to all do the exact same thing the WHO says. Now, what's so stupid about this is we had different regulations and mandates per state in just this country alone that were grossly different than other states. I had a buddy come in yesterday that need to get a water store from me, good friend of him my whole life, and we were talking and laughing, and he was saying how they uh, he went up to Michigan to visit some of his wife's family a little ways back, a couple weeks ago, and he said it was quite bizarre because there was – there's people up there in Michigan that like still are having like places that are like locked down in some areas. They're still like wearing masks and yelling everybody to wear masks in certain areas of Michigan. And I said, well, that can't be all of it. I said, I know Michigan's got some rural parts. He said, oh, yeah. He's like, but some of the parts up there that are real liberal, he's like, they're still trying to keep this pandemic going. Like they just – they won't let it go.
And I said, isn't it funny? I said, because this is the rebuttal I've made numerous times, and nobody can rebuttal me to this. I said, if this alleged COVID pandemic was so absolutely insane and it's still so incredibly deadly to every person, including healthy individuals, that it necessitates locking down and wearing masks and putting a muzzle on and running around having restrictions, I said, why isn't the state of Florida turned into a giant zombie wasteland? I've said this to numerous people and nobody can rebuttal me. I said – Everybody and their mom, I feel like, is moving to Florida. Our population growth is going through the roof. There are zero COVID restrictions that have been in place pretty much for the entire year and most of last year as well at all. And I said, but yet we're not seeing everybody dropping dead and bodies in the street and walking around with carts saying, bring out your dead, bring out your dead, as we throw hundreds of bodies on the trucks and carts and we drag them down to the morgue because everybody's dropping dead in Florida because there's no COVID restrictions. I said, if that's the case, that it's so horrific, riddle me that. And of course, nobody can do it. I've done, I've asked that question numerous times. Nobody can come up with a rebuttal. So again, why in the world would we allow a very corrupt World Health Organization to come in and start dictating what we have to do in the event that something happens again? Well, again, we shouldn't. And this is what it turns into is you have to make sure that our representatives understand this is not something under any circumstances we are willing to hand over our sovereignty as a nation and our health freedom over to an agency that has no oversight. Remember, we don't get to vote for the WHO director. He's not on the ballot in midterms this year. <laughs> Nobody gets to vote for him. They just appoint these guys as they see fit. And what's also interesting about it, most people don't know this, is that the World Health Organization, one of its main contributors, one of the main guys that takes care of him, oh, that's Bill Gates. He's one of their largest, actually is their largest funder if you combine the donations from his foundation of Gavi and Vaccine Alliance. Bill Gates is the largest contributor to who? Oh, okay. Well, now it starts to make sense now when you start looking through the dirt and you start pulling up the rocks and you find the nasty little cockroaches that are trying to run the scene from behind it. This is, again, what they're trying to do. And so it's very important, my friends, get the information out there. Talk to your friends about it. Get people to write letters to your congressional leaders. I know down here in the state of Florida there's not many people at all that are on this as far as contributing and going and supporting this WHO treaty. But, again, I find it very odd. All these things are going on right now. They constantly have these constant topics, these constant conflicts they want to keep putting up the mainstream media. But nobody has talked to mainstream media about what's going on with this WHO treaty at all. And what's interesting, Dad brought up what's going on with this baby formula and all this stuff right now. I was very I – mean, I told you guys last week, I said I heard reports that they were shipping massive pallets of baby formula to these hundreds of thousands of migrants that are coming to the border. What's interesting about this is GOP representative Kat Kamak of Florida was accused of lying about the formula crisis when she shared photos sent to her by a Border Patrol agent last week. That's what I had heard about, and she made comments about it showing full shelves of baby formula at the processing centers at the southern border. Well, they accused her of lying. Well, she went down there now. She visited and surveyed the facilities herself and took videos of it. Not only massive shelves all the way up to the ceiling of baby formula, but all kinds of other necessary infant supplies littered across the floor on a warehouse. Took video photos of them. Took photos of them. I mean, cases, 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 all the way down this one facility. Just, just in one spot she went to down there. But yet... Some of these families are going to six, seven, eight, nine, ten grocery stores just trying to find it. That's why I told everybody 
the goat's milk formula that we put together. I took photos of it. It's in the book Eat Clean and Be Healthy, the new book that we wrote last year and we released out. It's on the website. But I went ahead and took photos of the pages so you could see the whole thing. So I didn't want to take time to have to type it all up. I wanted you guys to see it right there in the book. It took photos of it and put it on the front page. And you can look at it under latest articles on the front page of the website. It's really right on the front page of healthmasters.com. Latest articles right there. Goat milk formula. You can click on them. And I got the three photos I took yesterday because I couldn't get the formula together and I couldn't get the load properly. And I went, you know what? Everybody's asking me about this. This has to go up now. I cannot wait any longer on this. I got to get this up. If you want a copy of it and you want the whole book, including different stuff on great foods to eat, how to make great recipes, how to eat clean and be healthy, including the baby formula with the goat smoke formula, it's in the current book that we have on the shelves right now and on the website and in stores. Eat, drink, eat clean and be healthy. Just want to give everybody a heads up on that right now because this doesn't have to be an issue. The only issue why it's becoming a problem is because exactly what Dad said. Half the infants now on WIC. Well, WIC covers the cost of a lot of these formulas. They don't cover the cost of buying goat's milk. This is what they intentionally did from the beginning with the whole welfare platform. They want people to be dependent on the government. If they keep people dependent on the government, people that are dependent on the government don't uprise against the government or say anything bad about the government as long as they keep getting their free stuff and their free money and their free food and their free cell phones and their free rent and their free everything. This is something you have to understand. This is why they've intentionally done this with this communist ideology with bringing in this welfare state. It wasn't because they wanted to support the lower class, you know, basically the lower income families. They simply did it because they wanted to make people completely and totally reliant on these platforms and reliant on the government. Just a heads up on that. What do you think, Dan? It's always the same. It's, it's you know, and it doesn't matter how you raise children. It doesn't. You can do the best you can. It's all you can do. Uh, you know, teach them the ways of the, you know, the, of the Lord and, you know, keep them in the Bible and keep them in church and keep them in homeschool. But these kids have to make a choice. And when they get involved with social media, everybody's talking about how they get free everything from the government. It's a very luring thing. And you, you see these kids that are coming out of these households now, they're completely unprepared to even survive and buy their own food, much less pay rent, make a car payment, and make insurance payments on the cars because they're more worried about what their TikTok followers think and what their social media accounts think. I mean, it's sickening is what's, what they've done to the children with the social media. I mean, I loathe the social media. We have to use it because of the Ted and Austin Brewer show, because of the, well, you know, the connections we have. And it's a double-edged sword. You know, it's, it's, you become ambivalent. You have this love-hate relationship with it. The children have no longer been taught to be self-sufficient. It's like these families, when they're given free food subsidies, they're no longer taught to be self-sufficient. They have children. They don't realize that if they don't breastfeed these children, they're going to have to feed them. Now, I'm going to say something here. Breastfeeding is the easiest thing to fix all of this stuff. You know, you could, but that makes everybody mad because now you're saying, you mean a woman has to breastfeed? Well, men can breastfeed. They want to get that big stupid argument. It's just idiots the way they act. But the reality is this. You come equipped as a parent, as a mother, in, to be able to feed your children and your infants. But people don't want to do that anymore because it's not considered, I guess, socially acceptable. I thought it was making a big comeback about 20 years ago. I guess it has in the homeschool community. But in the general population, it still has not. And it's sad. And now we have this situation where these women have these multiple children. They're supposed to be getting subsidies for and Now they can't get food to feed them. This is why we have placed on the front of the website with Health Masters the photos of the, of, the, of, the, of the information on how to prepare goat's milk for your children. Very important that you share that information. We're not charging for it. It's free. Go to the website. You can take a screenshot of it. You download the photo. Just send it to your friends. 
really important. Now, another person that I know posted a bunch of stuff the other day about a formula, which used cow's milk and everything else. Don't use stuff like that. It's too complicated, number one, and cow's milk is really bad for children. Let me give you an example. Goat's milk is like the uh, mammal formula for orphans. It really works well for most, most, most orphans. It has to be fortified with a few different nutrients for humans, but it's still a really good product to use. We raised three really healthy children. Also, was also on goat's milk. We put all the kids on goat's milk. It's a great, great, great product. Now, mind you, you know, if you want to try to make your own formula and not use goat's milk, I recommend you just breastfeed. It's just, it's just not going to work. But if you look at all the chemicals with a high fructose corn syrup, is the number one corn syrup solid is number one ingredient in most you know store bought formulas. This is all toxic. And then you put them on the soy formulas, it changes the infant's brain. You put a child, a newborn baby, on soy formula for one year, and if he's a male and he has a left-brain-dominated hemisphere, you put him on soy because of the estrogen in that soy formula, his brain chemistry will change to that of a right-brained female within 12 months. Then you end up having a soy boy. Uh, He's going to be very skinny most of the time or very overweight some of the time. But he's going to have skinny little arms. He's going to talk like a girl, walk like a girl, act like a girl. In many cases, not all the time, but it happens a lot. And that's why you see all these beta males everywhere. Because that soy with that estrogen is antagonistic. It's antagonistic to testosterone. So proper secondary sexual characteristics don't develop. And the brain chemistry changes. And apparently, once it gets done, it can't be done. It can't be taken backwards. You can't fix it. So, guys, be really, really careful with your kids, especially with soy formula. It's, it's, I mean, it's critical. Also, one other thing I want us to talk to you about here real quick. Also, was talking about the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization is an offshoot of the you know, United Nations, which is an offshoot of the League of Nations, okay, which is an offshoot of the Rothschild banking cartel. Myron Fagan did an entire show on that on how the basically United Nations turned into the CFR and turned into the ruler of the world through the international banking cartels. Myron Fagan, you can look it up online. It's like a one-and-a-half-hour video. It's excellent. It's free. There's no cost on it. Watch and listen to that. But the United – but first, the League of Nations failed. Then they brought in the United Nations, all Rothschild controlled, all of it, because they controlled all the central banks. And the World Health Organization is a offshoot of the Rothschild banking cartel, the same Kabbalist Luciferian sect that we talk about all the time. Now, they want to control everything, including if they make you wear a mask in Michigan, they're going to get some kind of federal order that make you wear a mask in Florida. Well, barring the use of you know World Health Organization troops, which would be NATO troops, coming into the United States and coming into Florida to try to force mask mandates on everybody in Florida, I'm telling you, it ain't going to happen in this state. You know, we've been free now for years. We see what's happened in the other states, and we're not going there. At least the vast majority of us won't. Now, there are some people here in Florida who are idiots. They're idiots are everywhere. I hate to say that, but they are. And they're going to just continue to do everything, including take the injections. You know, we have these pilots now that are having heart attacks at the controls of these major airplanes. I mean, all this stuff is happening, and they're having their aortic separations and all the other things because of the injections of the spike proteins and the hydroxyraphine hydroxide. We see that over and over and over again. So the World Health Organization has been pushing these vaccines to everybody because it's a Rothschild control group. And it's funded by Bill Gates. But remember, Bill Gates' mother was basically working with the, the Federal Reserve Banks, you know, out there in Seattle. She was one of the primary constituents of that. And also her father, Bill Gates' father, was one of the primary members of Planned Parenthood and the murdering of children. Bill Gates was groomed for Microsoft 
He was given Microsoft. He was given unlimited funding from Microsoft, and he doesn't own the vast fortune that he has that he's put into a trust. He doesn't do that. Not, they don't allow them to take and spend all the money the way they want to spend it. They are told where to spend the money, and they put it in these charitable trusts so they don't have to pay any income taxes on them, and that gives them the ability to continue to have this money going out and funding all of these non-government organizations for decades, if not centuries. That's what they've done to us in the United States for 100 years now with the Rothschild banking cartels, with the Carnegie Foundation, all the rest of them. All these people, these big, huge how should I say, mega wealthy people from 100 years ago, with the exception of Henry Ford, were funded through the international banking cartels, and they tried to seize Ford Motor Company. They tried to seize it, and they told Ford they were no longer going to floor plan the vehicles for their dealerships unless they were able to take over the ownership of Ford Motor Company. And he told his dealers that they were on their own, and they had to pay for their own floor planning because the banks were trying to seize Ford Motor Company. Because of this, he wrote an entire treatise on these international bankers and who they were and what, what they did. He hated these guys. He, I mean, he loathed them. And because Hitler hated the international banking cartel, Henry Ford and Hitler became friends. I can't make this stuff up. And then we had Roosevelt come over to the United States. Basically, he's a hardcore socialist communist, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And he basically wanted to bring communism into the United States. It got so bad that... The group that, that, that Prescott Bush wanted to install a fascist dictator in the shape of dictatorship in the United States in 1933, like Hitler had done in Germany, and basically tried to enlist Smedley Butler. The two, to, the, the two, he won two congressional medals of honor in World War One, like the most highly decorated soldier general of all time. And finally, he wrote a book called War is a Racket, and they tried to bring him in to do a hostile coup to throw FDR out to put a fascist government in basically the United States. And Smedley Butler went to Congress and went public on it. This is the same Prescott Bush, the father of both President Bushes. I kid you not, can't make this crap up. And Prescott Bush also funded the Nazi war machine, was also friends with Hitler. All of these people are all interacting with each other, and it's all through the Kabbalist Luciferian sect who run the international banking cartels. And when one person steps out of line and they start doing things they shouldn't ought to do, they snap them tight. They destroy their country, i.e. bombing of Dresden. That's, that's what happened with Dresden. And they decided to destroy the entire country, destroy the entire infrastructure of the country. You look at Saddam Hussein. He, he didn't want to put in a central bank. Look what happened to him. Oh, you've got weapons of mass destruction. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. We're coming in now. Why? We didn't do anything. Oh, it's okay. We're going to find you. So they find him hiding in a foxhole or whatever he was in. And they found no weapons of mass destruction. And they basically hung him anyhow. They, put, they hanged him. They just they killed him for no reason whatsoever. Had no weapons of mass destruction. And then immediately Wolfowitz went into Iraq and put in a central bank controlled by the Rothschilds. It's what they do. It's what they always do. It's their economic hitmen. They come in and take over the assets of the countries. And once you see it and you understand it and you realize these guys are all Luciferian Kabbalists at the highest levels and they basically sacrifice humans and everything else like they do at Bohemian Grove, all of a sudden you start to realize, wait a minute, this is a mess. That's right. That's why our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities and these entities and these other dimensions. We've got to understand that's why we have to have a relationship with Jesus. Now, Davos is where the World Economic Forum is being is held, right, out of Switzerland. Well, guess what? They're bringing in psychedelic shamans now that are heading over to Davos. I kid you not with hallucinatory drugs and all kinds of psychiatric drugs, psychedelic drugs, so these people can see into the other dimensions. Kid you not. So they could see the demons, et cetera, et cetera. I told you about my buddy Mancow who went down there in Costa Rica and did all that, which is he had never done it. 
saw the people shapeshift right in front of him. I told you the story. He came on the show and told you the story himself. Guys, this is what they want everybody to do because it's all being run by the witches and the warlocks and the weirdos. And once you see it, you understand that. So, guys, it's really, really important that we all sit back and understand that without Jesus Christ, without Jesus, we'd have no hope. But because of Jesus, we have complete victory because without the blood of Christ that sanctifies us, like it talks about in the book of Hebrews, we couldn't get through this. We really couldn't. God brought us in through Jesus. Always remember that. Always pray to him on an ongoing basis and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't give in to these evil people. Continue to raise your kids the right way. Teach them to do the right things. If they don't listen to you, you can't help that. But at least you did your part, and hopefully, like the Bible says, train up a child when they are young, and when they were old, they'll not depart they'll from They'll come back to what needs to be done. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely, my friends, and that's why I continue to encourage everybody. Just as we keep seeing these strange things occur, you have to keep an open mind as far as questioning and calling things out when you see it. That's one of the biggest, most effective things anybody can do. Because once you kind of just go along silently, quietly into the night, and you refuse to really ask the questions why, and you simply just be quiet because you don't want to have any problems, you don't want to cause any issues, you don't want to stir up anything, you don't want to make anybody upset. That's continually how we keep getting where we are right now. This is what happened during COVID. This is what's happened with the transgender perversion movement. As I've told people before, if somebody wants to do something weird in the privacy of their own home, I don't care because it's none of my business because I don't know about it. Don't care. Not my problem. But as soon as people start coming out and they start telling you what you have to accept and what you have to believe and what you have to go along with and what you have to let your children be exposed to – Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a completely different topic that I will be aggressively vocal on till the day I die. 100%. No question about it. As I said repeatedly, when people were getting so irate and protesting and Disney was pitching a little hissy temper tantrum about this bill that shouldn't have even had to be put into place, but the very fact we had to put a bill in Florida that made it so you could not teach anything, you know, about sexual orientation with gender ideology and transgenderism to five and six and seven and eight year old children. The fact that a bill even had to be brought up was already troubling. But what made it even more troubling to me that was really disturbing to me is the fact how many people were arguing about how that is bill is unconstitutional and it violated people's rights. So let me get this straight. You totally thought it was a good idea before that you were allowed to sexualize five- and six-year-old children in school without parental consent, without their parents being in front of them. That was apparently okay. That was just something that was normal. That was a news flash to me. But again, it showed you the mindset of a lot of these people and how deep and dark this goes. And this is why I've told you before, it's a war on for these kids. This is why they've blown social media up. This is why they made TikTok such a big deal. They made it the thing you weren't supposed to have because China was running it and they were going to ban it. Remember that whole psych op? We're going to ban TikTok. We're going to ban it because Chinese owns it. We're going to buy it. No, it wasn't. They wanted to give it enormous. You can't pay for that type of marketing. Start having Fox News and CNN and NBC and ABC start talking about how TikTok needs to be banned and how you shouldn't have a TikTok account. Know what everybody did? What did everybody do? Everybody went out and got a TikTok account. That was it was direct marketing. Couldn't have done any better. Now you got these morons that are just these 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 children 
all they do is lip sync music videos or their own music videos on TikTok and they get millions of hits and all of a sudden they're this TikTok celebrity. And I'm like, you're not even producing anything, at least with some of the other social media platforms and business platforms. You actually are producing something or you're marketing or you're working with something with real estate or vehicles. There's nothing with TikTok. It's just, just buffoonery, total buffoonery at its finest example. That was what it is, right? They want to bring people down to the lowest common denominator so they don't think about anything except what other stupid video they can post to get more likes on TikTok. Think about it. Where's that going with this younger generation? Thank you again, my friends, for continually raising little Americans. It is crucial we keep doing this right now. Again, I said earlier, if you need anything, the latest articles right underneath that's a goat milk form. If there's something you need to look up, and work it together the best you can to help out in a pinch. Definitely there as an option. I've used it. Kids have used it. Great, great formula as well. And if you need anything else, be sure to check out the website, the Ultimate Multiple Capsules on May Super Sale right now for 25% off. Biggest sale I've done on them in a long time. I always like getting that product out there occasionally on sale to make sure everybody has the opportunity to get very, very high-quality multivitamin, probably the highest quality in the world in my opinion, and able to get that to everybody in their family. Thank you again, my friends, for the continued support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.